FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. There'll be no festive cheer at Fratton Park this season. Whipped in to the edge of the box. Nobody's picked up Grant. It's played goal bound, still there in the six-yard box. And this time, it's stabbed into the net. And it's Jack Tucker who's scored his first goal for MK Dons. Things are going from bad to worse at Fratton Park. It's Portsmouth nil, MK Dons too. And there are those boos at full time. And they are loud. And there's shouting down towards the touchline to Danny Cowley. It is a bitterly disappointing afternoon for Portsmouth. They have been beaten and well beaten by second bottom MK Don. The Blues lost in their previous game and their final one before Christmas, resulting in a drop down to 10th in the League One standings. Next up, they take on Exeter City away from home in what will be their second trip to St James's Park in 2022. And the last one proved to be an absolute cracker. Hackett on his left foot, still Hackett, still Hackett. Curtis, goal! Portland win it! In injury time, Lightning does strike twice. Exeter on the ground, broken. It's Exeter 2, Portland 3. I'll be joined yet again by two Blues fans on the show tonight to look ahead to Pompey's next challenge, as well as to look ahead to the festive and New Year period. 81400 is the number you need to text between now and 7 o'clock if you'd like to get in touch. Otherwise, you can email support at expressfm.com, use at expressfm on Twitter, or visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. You join us here on the only radio station from the Great Waterfront City. A very good evening and welcome to the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome along to 93.7 Express FM and the latest instalment of the Football Hour, brought to you, as always, by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to locate your nearest stop and prepay for your ticket too. We begin swiftly tonight with a reminder of what happened last time out for Pompey, who took on MK Dons in League One last Saturday. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoots and scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He scores! This is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. And we are just about ready to get this underway. MK Dons are kicking towards the Frafton end in this first half. Long ball forward from Robertson and MK Dons will just head that one out of play and Pompey have got themselves a throw level with the penalty area on the left-hand side and Pat to try and launch one in towards the penalty area. There are two inside the six-yard boxes. Pack throw is a good one. Ogilvy attacks it, can't get there. Hugh will hit it. Saved, loose, saved again and still there and coming gets it at a third time. And how have Pompey not opened the deadlock? Uh, 
chance for McEachern to deliver. Clary joined Chelsea as a seven-year-old. There was real high hopes of him as a youngster. Now he's got the chance to put the ball in. A good whip cross to the far post and headed in. And MK Dons have taken the lead and Bradley Johnson just stooped in at the far post. There was no shortage in Pompey numbers there, but they couldn't get their head to the ball. And Portsmouth find themselves behind. It's Portsmouth nil. MK Dons won. Ball looking for Karoma, won't find him. Tucker got there first, but the ball's fallen for Mingi. And Mingi tries to play Karoma in. And the ball will fall for Karoma and he'll put it in the net. But the flag has gone and Pompey pointing out and they're all surrounding the referee because that pass has not come off the foot of Jay Mingi, it's come off Karoma, but I don't see how a goal could be given because surely the whistle was blown even if the referee's got this one wrong. Hackett's going in the book, even though Karoma puts it in the net, the whistle's gone and MK Dons are going to have a free kick. Colby Bishop's trying to explain to the re assistant referee, Clark Robertson is in there, he's the one of the captain with a bit more authority. The Pompey players were incensed by the decision. Kadons could be on a breakaway here. Pack slides in, needing to win the ball, but Poppy have played it terribly, and there's a great chance for Connor Grant to make it two for MK Dons, and Josh Griffith saves Portsmouth. What was Robertson doing? Terrible header. Issa, he's still got the ball. Has he committed a foul? No, it's still there. Grant might get a second go here. Issa, is he onside? He's pushed wide. He's down by the dead ball line. The danger's not completely over, but it looks like it's behind for a corner. Josh Griffiths has made a vital save for Pompey to keep it 1-0. Change is coming, Danny Cowley hooks on the bench. They need to defend this first though. Whipped in to the edge of the box, nobody's picked up Grant. It's played goal bound, still there in the six-yard box and this time it's stabbed into the net. And it's Jack Tucker who's scored his first goal for MK Dons. Pompey couldn't get the corner clear. Things are going from bad to worse at Bratton Park. It's Portsmouth nil, MK Dons 2. Curtis trying to keep it in, there's no really even go. And he's happy enough to win himself a throw. And there are those boos at full time, and they are loud. And there's shouting down towards the touchline to Danny Cowley. It is a bitterly disappointing afternoon for Portsmouth. They have been beaten and well beaten by second bottom MK Dons by two goals to nil. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. A reminder there of Pompey's 2-0 defeat to MK Dons last Saturday at Fratton Park, meaning they've won just one of their last 11 matches in League One. Now, without a victory in the division in the last six games. And we spoke in depth about that game at Fratton Park on Monday evening's edition of the show, so we're not going to go too much into it. Instead, we'll be previewing Pompey's trip to Exeter City on Boxing Day and looking ahead to the New Year and, and a really festive period we've got coming up with Ipswich, Charlton, Tottenham Hotspur all to come in the next fortnight or so. And a big, 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 big test for Danny Cowley's side. Can they get past this and really kickstart their season again as they chase uh, a place in the top six, at least, is what the Pompey fans are hoping for come the end of this campaign. And alongside me tonight to talk all about that and so much more between now and seven o'clock. I'd like to welcome back onto the show for the first time since, I believe, August. Sam Stone is back on the football. Sam, a very good evening to yourself, my friend. Good evening, Jake. Yeah, I mean, a bit depressing at the moment, isn't it? Mm. And, you know, I'm all right personally, but Pompey keep on 
people trying their best to, to bring us all down. So hopefully heading into the new year, we'll have something to cheer about. You'd think we'd uh, get used to this by now, wouldn't you? You'd think we'd have that sort of thick skin to acknowledge this is probably going to come and, and we, we know how to deal with it. But Sam, six seasons in League One, we seem to be... It's not over yet. We've still got over half a campaign still to go. And the fact is, we do have three games in hand and only a number of points are, you know, behind the playoff positions. It's not over, but being a Pompey fan, it is just the same old... We've hit that slump at the sort of winter period now, haven't we? I'd probably say Pompey fans are the thickest of skins. I mean, we, we all know this isn't coming as a surprise. We kind of, we know, expect it, we prepare for it. Um, but yeah, it's just getting a little bit tedious now, League One, and we're seeing teams that... We, you know, we've come down with teams that have got relegated, you know, lots of Plymouth, and they've gone down to League Two, and now they're top of the league. You got Sunderland came down. You know, we were in the League One before them as well, and they've gone up. They're thriving in the Championship. Mm. It, it, it gets frustrating, um, and yeah, at the moment, it, it's really hard to be positive about Portsmouth. And you, that's the honest opinion. Yeah. You can't really get around, get away from that. Yeah. Okay, alongside Sam tonight to discuss all things Pompey up until seven o'clock tonight here on the Football we were going to have um, the former broadcast journalist and uh, and big Pompey fan Dean. Adams on the show tonight unfortunately stuck in traffic on the A3 a big big backlog um, of traffic there so if you are you know travelling up the A3 you do plan to this evening the advice would pr be probably to avoid it because Dean was on his way down to come and join us in the studio but unfortunately um, you can't help these sort of things but um, Dean if you're listening I do hope you get home um, relatively soon and somewhat safe as well but we uh, we do have a, a replacement and I'm very very grateful for quite literally at the last minute 5.59 um, this evening, uh, Alex Fletcher got the call to come onto the football, and I'm so, so very grateful of you uh, agreeing to do so, Alex. It's an absolute pleasure, as always. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously had a very, very busy evening planned of sitting on the sofa watching TV. So, you know, <laughs> when I got the text, I, I thought it's just best to just drop everything that I was doing at the time. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on again. It's a great pleasure. It's always a pleasure, mate. And uh, I, I really do appreciate it. And uh, I'm really feeding off what Sam's been saying. It's it's a difficult time to be, you know, genuinely sort of supporting Pompey in, in this period where we found ourselves in and, and struggling to find wins in the league. And we come to this festive period now, Exeter away on on uh, Monday. It's Thursday now, it's thrown me mm. off us, and a Christmas Day, Sunday. Monday is Boxing Day, that's the Exeter game. And we go there, Alex, with this run of form, but also in the knowledge that previous meetings between the two sides have thrown up some quite interesting affairs. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's I think, the, uh, the thing we can hope for in terms of excitement, because obviously we've, we've had... Very little of that in, in, in recent weeks, it must be said, in terms of Portsmouth performances. I mean, I'm, I'm just as frustrated as, as everybody. Um, I was at the game on Saturday. It's been a, been a, a few weeks since I've been to a home game. Back at home, I was quite excited to go along. And yeah, it, it, it has to be up there, probably in one of the sort of top 10 most disappointing performances and games that I've seen at, at Fratton Park down the years. It, and it, and it, it does make you question things. Obviously, we, we look at Boxing Day and you never know. We could pull out a result against Exeter as you say that the games have been very very exciting in recent years but my main concern now is that even if we were to go on a bit of positive form if we were to say go and win three or four games which is possible we've got the team to do it I wouldn't have faith that we would be able to maintain that because every single time that we have had a drop off it's been very spectacular and when I say every time I mean since the Cowleys have been um, in charge of the club so that's my that's mm. my real concern at this point and that's why I found Saturday just so frustrating. Um, obviously, we'll support the team. I'm hoping that um, we'll bounce back against Exeter, but my concerns of running 
further deep than just the next game and that's when it, I think it becomes a worry yeah you, you mentioned there um, Alex about you know previous seasons and Pompey dropping off um, sort of right towards the end and, and failing to get the playoffs or failing to really achieve what we set out to, to do at the, start, at the start of a campaign do you think that perhaps with this form we've, we've had of late since sort of um, mid-October time in the last 11 games just one league victory in that time frame do you think that with that in mind it's got to turn around at some point wins will come and we will or we should at least you'd like you'd like to think return back to the form um of the start of a campaign the first eight, eight games do you think that maybe in some sense we, we've had our bad spell now and, and there will come a time where a corner will be turned and if you're gonna you know have that spell at any time of the season maybe this is the perfect time to have it it's you know it's how you end the season not how you sort of start it is, is that something that plays on your mind from a sort of a mental side of things um, yes, but my, my concern at this point is obviously that I do believe we will have a positive spell, spell of form. I mean, the concerning thing about the recent weeks is it's not been against the top teams that we've been dropping points. We've dropped points against teams that are generally low down in the division. And <clears throat> excuse me, obviously, I mean, I understand that a lot of the time, you know, league position can be a bit false. Teams can be difficult to play against no matter where they are on the table. But, you know, I, I fully believe that we will go on a good run of form. We, we seem to be very much momentum based, but that that has its its cost because it's positive momentum as well as negative momentum. I think the last time I was on the show, I described it as boom and bust. And I think that's uh, we're seeing that again. If we were to go on another run of five or six games that puts us into fourth, fifth place, then perfect, then brilliant. But how long that would last, I think mm. if we then have one defeat, I would then be concerned that we then go on another run of bad form because that's just been the trend for the last couple of years. And that's that's what's really concerning. I don't mean to be too doom and gloom about no, it. No, not at all. that's just unfortunately how I see it at the moment. Yeah, and, and that is something that, that certainly will be playing on the minds <coughs> of, of Pompey fans. Uh, Sam, you alluded to it um, a, a few moments ago. It, it is a similar story, a similar pattern that we are we are used to. Um, are, are you confident that, that Danny Cowley is the right man to... To, to turn things around, of course, there's going to be a big January coming up. The transfer window opens up in you know, just over a week's time. Is this a sort of you know do or die for the manager? Get some players in January, turn the fortunes around. Do you think that he's man capable of doing so? Oh, that's a really tough question. Um, I, I just want to say Alex made some really good points there, and I'll just add to it. Last well, when the Cow since the Cowleys have been at the club, that kind of momentum swing has been an issue. Um, particularly last season, you know, we, we went we started the season well and then a really, really bad run of form, but then we went on a really good run of form. But that run of form still wasn't enough to get us in the playoffs. Mm, yeah, we fell out of the playoffs at the start of the season. We didn't get back into them. I don't believe we didn't get back into them out the whole season. And we went on some good runs of form. So the issue as well, we could go on another good run of form, but that might even if it's a really good one, that might not be enough um, to really get us back into the playoffs because there's a lot of teams. You know, we've seen teams fly up the league now. Bristol Rovers have come from nowhere and they're above us now. So, and as you say about January and, and Danny Cowley, I, I personally just I, I can't I can't give the answer about how he how he can turn it round. I, I don't I can't see a way of how they can turn this form around at yeah. the moment because I'm seeing nothing from the players to suggest that they're going to go on a good run of form. Mm. Monday, I can't see anything apart no. from an extra win, and, and I'm not usually like that about Pompey, and that's how bad it is at the moment I mean we were in league one the first time around we were going down the league so we went 24 games unbeaten mm. but I went to every game thinking we were going to win Yeah. at the moment I'm really struggling and as you say about the January window it's going to be interesting because will the will the ownership give him money to spend if they're not sure if he if he's going to be able to turn things around that's another question that needs to be answered yeah and also Alex you know really you know, putting the put the point where, where it should be and, and, and Sam's mentioning how difficult it is to, to see 
a way around this. And, and recent weeks we've seen Danny Cowley <coughs> change the formation, tactically switch things up from a from what was a 4-4-2 at the start of the season. Joe Barton came out and said that that was an unsuccessful formation. He laughed about us and we, we joked about him here on the football hour. Now, as Sam mentions, they're, they're above Pompey, albeit we've got the games in hand. And we have tried new formations. We've had the three at the back. We've had the, the wide players with Denver Humes, with Zach Swanson, Owen Dale at wing back as well with the injury crisis but that has been going on and, and does still continue um, through this festive period we, we changed it up a bit you know Danny Cowley's had a plan B he's had a plan C we, we've seen these adopted on, onto the pitch but uh, again we've, we're not seeing the results come out of this so are you are you somewhat still using that sort of um, you know the injury crisis we've got as a a fair excuse to, to Pompey's form of late? Is is it something you can see turning around once the likes of you know, Joe Rafferty, Tom Lowry, Zach Swanson are back in the squad? I don't think it's necessarily a good excuse at all. We've got a squad. We said about how good our squad was in, in the summer and our recruitment. I mean, I, I think well, one of the most difficult things, you talk about Bristol Rovers there, I actually had a mate at university um, who's a very, very close friend of mine, but we do argue about everything in terms of football. He's not a Pompey fan and... Uh, he said to me that he, he reckoned that Joe Barton was right. They would go above us. And I, I laughed it off completely because of the form we were in. Mm. And um, I'm surprised I haven't had a, a long rant and message uh, saying I told you so from him yet. Because, And it is embarrassing because the thing is we've changed formation um, and, we're still, and we're still not getting the results and we're still seeing the same level of performance. And we've got players back, coming back from injury. You have to be able to form as a good team when you don't have your absolute top best eleven. We talked in the summer about how brilliant our recruitment was, and we did lose players in the early weeks of the season, and we placed, and we still performed. Mm. It's about the level of performance, and about the level of performance from the players, and and what the manager is able to get out of them at this stage. I'm not seeing any different from when we played four four two, when we played three at the back, even when we changed formations late in games to try and save them. The level of performance and the quality that we're seeing doesn't change, and that's really worrying because then it comes about more about motivation rather than tactics. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Alex. Thank you, Sam. Don't forget, back home, you've got until 7 o'clock this evening to get in touch. All the usual methods, 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word express. Start those um, with, of course, the word express and your name too. Can you see Pompey turning this season around? And what do you think the January transfer has to hold for the Blues? Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm, or head to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Myself, Sam and Alex will be back in just a few moments time here on the Football Hour. Don't go anywhere. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. A very good evening. Welcome to part two of tonight's instalment of the Football here on Express FM. Brought to you by Stagecoach across the South. Head to stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide you, as well as an updated timetable on their festive and New Year um, periods and, and what they are doing between now and the New Year. And the buses they are running in such time frame as well. Myself, Jay Smith, alongside Sam Stone and Alex Fletcher, up until seven o'clock this evening to preview Pompey's trip to Exeter City. 
City in League One on Boxing Day. Four days between now and that game, so we've got some uh, time to recuperate and relax and, and really mentally prepare ourselves for that game, Sam. Um, tough one because the Blues have sold 1,300 tickets for the game, over 1,000 Pompey fans on Boxing Day, still heading to um, the, the Devon Clubs and James's Park, um, about a three and a half hour round trip. It's not a bad, not a bad effort from Pompey fans considering you can't really get many more tickets at St James's Park anyway and considering the form, they will still travel in their numbers. Yeah, I think people forget as well, getting to Exeter is actually a nightmare. The, the road down there is mm. it's a, it's a real tough journey. Um, but yeah, that, that's another, it's another game where you look at it and you're like, can you see Pompey getting a positive result? And it's hard to envisage it at the moment. And considering, you know, Exeter have come up, obviously lost their manager, but they've got some really good young players and, and, and they've adapted well to League One um, and they picked up some good results as well. Bit like Accrington as well. They kind mm. of pun- punched above their weight a little bit. Um, and this is a game that, you know, on the on the face of it, Pompey should be winning, but can can you see it? I'm not too sure. And Danny Cowley's going to have to come up with something. He's got he's got to get these players motivated. There's there's an issue there. There's a motivation issue. I, I believe. I think that's the problem. You know, we've got players and players that are good players at this level. Colby Bishop's been, I think he's been our player of the season. You know, the goal returns since we brought him in. Marlon Pack's played in the Championship. We, we've got players who are good and, and mm. can easily be at the top end of this league and we've seen it before this season at the start of the season so it's up, it's up to Danny Cowley to turn it round and, and I'd like I'd be interested to find out during his time at Huddersfield and Lincoln if he had a bad spell like this because Danny Cowley obviously in Huddersfield didn't go great but whether he'd be able to turn it round because he didn't really get the opportunity to turn it round at Huddersfield but at Lincoln did he have a bad run like this and was he able to turn it round because at the moment, I'm seeing nothing to suggest he's going to be able to do that. Mm. And, and Sam raises a good point, um, Alex, in regards to maybe the motivational issues that we we're seeing and, and, and really the, the league form has uh, struggled um, of late. We know that 11 games and only one league win within such a time frame. Still doing strong in both cup competitions. The EFL Trophy, of course, through to the quarterfinals. Um, the FA Cup third round tie against Spurs to come up soon um, as well. So no issues there. Um, but in regards to the, the squad, this is this is now Danny Cowley's squad because only Sean Raggett, Michael Jacobs, and um, there was one more, Ronan Curtis, um, three players out of the squad that we've got currently um, that were not assigned by Danny Cowley. The rest of them um, were signed and had been put to paper by the new gaffer. So is this something where, you know... Danny Cowley, you know, informed us and told us that maybe free transfer windows was something to maybe judge the squad on and 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 really kickstart to a, a real promotion um, sort of advancing campaign. And we are tenth from the table. Yes, we've got games in hand. We know they've been struggling with injuries late, but is this something that Danny Cowley will be massively frustrated with because this is ultimately his team now? <clears throat> I think we're all frustrated with it, and it is his yeah. team. <laughs> I think the 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 concerning element. Uh, to this this kind of thing is, is is obviously that we said three transfer windows and I think that's what kind of got us through last season. I mean, last season was disappointing by the standards that we want to set to get out of League One. And I think maybe we look back and thought, well, it wasn't his team, it wasn't his players. Maybe that there was a problem in the dressing room for all that time as well. Um, and and you know, you bring new players in, they're motivated for the first sort of period of the season, and have since lost their motivation and are struggling with the reaction to to defeats and bad performances. I think we were all very happy with the recruitment drive that we we um that we actioned in the summer i was very very pleased i think we've got a very good squad with depth and that's why injuries shouldn't be as much of a problem for us as they should be for other teams i know that it's perhaps a bit exceptional but we still should be able to to field a strong 11 and we are often 
fielding strong 11s. The team collectively, I wouldn't say it's ever any individual, that's another thing, it's never an individual player. The team collectively at the moment is under par week in, mm. week out. And that's and that has to that has to be a concern for the manager, but it also has to be a concern for the fans looking at the management and the ownership as well about where the club's going. Because I think I agree with what Sam says. I don't see a big plan or big faith or, or confidence in them being able to turn it around or doing something radical that will change the way that this team is playing at the moment. Mm. And and there are some very good players <coughs> within this squad, Sam. We highlighted it kind of um, in, in the ad break off air. Um, you know, some very experienced pros within this team as well. So it's it's not as if you know you look at that squad on paper and think, okay, maybe we are sort of accomplishing the targets, but maybe the squad and the the, the budget that's been set out is maybe expected to because this this team of players and as Alex rightfully mentions, they are. Yeah, but they're under par at the moment. They're not performing to the levels you'd expect them to be to, to be doing. So, is that something that maybe with the January transfer window coming up, is is there some sort of brutality needed in terms of incomings, outgoings, and, and trying to get the squad into an, an actual moulded shape for you know mentally wise, physically wise, getting promotion or it's a, it's a tough one. Well, as Alex said, do you think the, this ownership have has any of their past actions? Will it show them doing something radical? And mm. is something radical, you know, going out and maybe upping the transfer budget slightly? Or I know I've seen Ipswich have been linked with one of Peterborough's best players today. You yeah. know, what I mean, that, that that's the difference in ambition, and they're in they're in and around the, the top two consistently. You know, that that's the difference for me. Will when you're saying in January, if we're just going to kind of do what we've done in the past, I, I was pleased with the summer window. I think we we worked the summer window really well, but there's there's been levels to how different teams have operated in this league and whether they're going to do something radical, I'm not too sure. But as you say about the, the performance levels, I think there is an issue defensively. I think there is, a, you know, defensively we've got something, there's something not quite right, which is why we're conceding goals like we are. But when you look at the, the performance levels, last year we, we were decent defensively, but that's because the players were playing well. Connor Ogilvie mm. was sensational last year. Mm. You know, Shaw Raggett was always been a rock at the back. But this year Ogilvy's levels have dropped significantly and that may well be because he's played out of position etc but he's just one example especially defensively of those levels dropping and when that happens when you're not when, you, when there's an issue there anyway it's going to be exploited yeah uh, we do have some text tweets and emails coming in um, this evening on Twitter uh, Mockers good evening to you says uh, Sam and Alex are sadly right some players um, they don't seem to be hungry enough to wear the star and crescent there is no excuse for not giving 100% the results and the performance is currently unacceptable I do hope Danny Cowley sorts it out play up Pompey thank you to Mockers on Twitter and an email coming in from Gav Jones good evening gents I personally feel quite sorry for Danny I know some people say injuries can't be used as an excuse but when they are uh, injuries of the calibre the likes of Rafferty, Lowry, Thompson Pack recently and Michael Jacobs uh, if they were fringe players I'd be more understanding but these are important key players for us. Let's be realistic, one season and a bit is hardly any time in, uh, in football is it and if we were to change managers we would then be waiting even longer for success because the new manager would want his own players which would then take time to gel and we'll be starting the whole process again. <coughs> I do think Danny is a good manager and very meticulous and thorough in his methods and plans He's also incredible with his supporters, his passion, and actually gets the fan base. He gets us as a fan base, sorry, and he also really gets the club and the city as a whole. I wouldn't be turning our back on him so soon, but that is just my personal opinion, according to Gav Jones uh, on the e email, who continues and uh, ends the email with, good, have a good evening, guys, and a great Christmas. Thank you very much, Gav. Um, on the emails now, 
Sam, um, really following on from the points that's, um, you know, that, that are being made by, by Gav Jones and, and certainly there are no rumours, there are no suggestions of, of any managerial change. That's certainly not something that we're sort of indicating towards. However, the, the very good point being made that if that was something that, you know, was on somebody's mind somewhere at the club and, and if that was an opinion of supporters texting in, tweeting in you're certainly um, rightful to have you know, an, an opinion in regards to that certainly with the form that has been happening of late but the very good point also made as we full well know if you do get rid of a manager at this stage of the season you then get someone else in they then need their time to bring their own players bed in their own ideas it takes then further delays into, into getting Pompey out of his division. So it, it's it's a tough sort of standpoint in regards to where do the club go now? Yeah. I'm, where? Yeah, I, I get what you mean. It is, I, I personally am of, of a similar view. I think time in football is, is what needs to be given these days. Too often we see players and we see um, boards sacking managers without giving them the right backing, the right time to mould their squads and but we have said the free transfer windows for Danny Cowley and, and unfortunately that there has been free windows now. So we should be starting to see more, I think. That that that's what I'd like to see. And I'd like to see more I'd like to see something that I could go, okay, there's something in this side where I can see it turning around. Um at the moment I'm really struggling to kind of see how how he can take this team any further than what he's actually currently doing at the moment. Um, but yeah, the, as you said, I, I do agree. The only thing I will say, a year and a half in football for a football manager these days is actually an incredibly long time. Uh, it, is sadly, a long, it, sadly. it is sadly a really long time. And I, I do think that, you know, the, the longer a manager stays at a club, the better. You do get that, that success eventually. But obviously everyone in football wants it immediately. A win on Boxing Day at Exeter for Pompey could see them uh, jump up to 32 points and potentially with results going elsewhere, just two points behind for playoff positions with still um, two slash three games in hand on, on certain um, certain teams above them. Sam, football is a massive game of opinions, we know this, and, and football can change in the blink of an eye as we will hear in a few moments' time, particularly with Exeter City in, in previous meetings, but in regards to certain stages of a season, a win at Exeter may be a positive result if we're you know, counting our lucky stars against Ipswich next week and Charlton on New Year's Day, two home ties to come. It can all change in the blink of an eye, and, and a, couple of, a couple of wins in the league can spiral into a big snowball effect going on to the season, so as much as we, we can sit here and, and quite rightfully say that it's difficult to see this happening, there's also the fact that it, it, it could happen, and, and certainly after three or four games, we could go from being 10th suddenly back up to 4th or 5th with a game or two in hand. So those are the fine mar margins in football. If we can get the result going and, and, and that, that, that form back on track, it can all change. You know, One month's time, we could be sat here absolutely laughing again. Yeah, we, we could be, and I, I'd love that to happen. I really would. I really want this to work for Danny Cowley. Um, and football fans are really simple creatures. You know, a couple of wins here and there, and you know, questions about the ownership begin to dissipate. Just questions about the manager begin to dissipate. You know, this positivity over over the transfer market and what going what's going on at the club. Um, we saw that at the start of the season. Were there any questions about the ownership then? 
were there any questions about the the, the manager then no everyone, you know, Danny Cowley was the best thing since sliced bread so <laughs> that yeah. it can you know a few games is anything can happen in a few games and people's opinions can change uh, but yeah I, at the moment I just think it's it's quite unlikely yeah okay Exeter City are Pompey's next opponents match day number 20 in League One for the Blues this season Boxing Day football at St James's Park it will be the first Boxing Day match Pompey will take place or take part in since 2019 barring any crazy circumstances over the next couple of days or so the last three seasons have been plagued with uh, well covid cases really um 2021 and 2020 um, both of those games being called off due to the pandemic and the rules in place in regards to covid19 but we do have a game as it stands going ahead um this monday boxing day away at exeter city and the last two meetings with the grecians have um, been quite frantic both games Ending 3-2 to Pompey. Both games, and the Papa John's Trophy in both games, Pompey securing a 94th minute winner. Both games coming back from a 2-1 deficit. Let's take a reminder of the last time Pompey played Exeter City back in January. Everything we do is passionately Pompey. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shooting scores! 90 minutes of passionately Pompey commentary. He this is... You wouldn't believe it! Pompey Live. EFL Trophy second round game that should have taken place just before Christmas, postponed because of COVID cases in both camps are now taking place. As the whistle goes from the referee. That's nice from Harness, breaking towards the penalty area, looking for the far post, chance headed out and into the back of the net. And Porter have taken the lead inside five minutes. It's George Hurst. Great play from Harness. Put it on a plate and a textbook header back across goal, nestling into the corner. Five on the clock, Exeter nil, Portswood one. Danger at the other end, Exeter into the penalty area and they equalise immediately. A really fine strike from Matt Jay with his left foot, beats Alex Bass. No one closed Jay down and Portsmouth lead lasts less than a minute. Matt Jay with his 12th goal of the season. You can see why he's so highly rated at this level. Exeter City 1, Portsmouth 1. As Marquis is away down the left-hand side into the penalty area. Marquis, good chance for Marquis. Deflected shot. Hurst, oh, he's missed his kick at the far post. It was fired across and Hurst had a gaping goal that he couldn't guide the ball into. Harness trying to get across into the middle and Exeter going to clear it away. It's still 1-1 and a really good couple of opportunities have gone begging for Portsmouth. Now his key driving infield. There's lots of space for the right wing back. Lays it off to the left to Collins. Good play from Exeter. Shot deflected and it's into the back of the net. And Archie Collins has given Exeter City the lead with 15 minutes remaining. A deflection takes it past the dive of Alex Bass. It's Exeter 2, Portsmouth 1. Jacob steps up, delivers with his right foot. Good delivery, headed into the net. And Ronan Curtis has scored. And with that goal, he becomes Portsmouth's highest goal scorer of the 21st century, surpassing Yakubu. There's still time on the clock. We're into minute 90. But Portsmouth have themselves an unlikely equaliser. Exeter 2, Portsmouth 2. And now they're trying to send Curtis in behind here. And two extra players collide. And there's a man over for Pompey. They play this correctly. It's Hackett into the area. Hackett on his left foot. Still Hackett. Still Hackett. Curtis. Goal! Portsmouth win it! In injury time. Lightning does strike twice. 
at St James's Park. Exeter two, Portsmouth three. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. Well, the highlights of another breathtaking game between Pompey and Exeter back in January in the Papa John's Trophy. The Blues winning that one again by three goals to two to get to the next stage of that competition. Another dramatic fixture on Boxing Day this year would be quite welcome. And, and quite frankly, three points would be most welcome for the travelling Blue Army. As I mentioned earlier in the show, 1,300 tickets have been sold in that away and a fantastic um, support base the Blues will be having at St James's Park. Given in fact, there'll be no trains, of course. It's Boxing Day. And as Sam quite rightfully mentioned before we heard the highlights, getting to Exeter is quite difficult. We're going to talk a bit more about that game. And we're also going to hear from Connor Mosley, who takes a closer look into the opposition in the third and final part of this evening's show. You can get in touch. All the usual methods can be found on our website, expressfm.com. Within the next 20 minutes or so, if you'd like to have your say or shout to us any score predictions you have for the Boxing Day Clash at St. James's Park. So don't go anywhere. The Football Hour will be back in just a few moments' time. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. The new Stagecoach Flexi 5, a bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of five day riders for the price of four. And Flexi 10, bundles of 10 day riders for the price of seven. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Very good evening. Welcome back to part two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Brought to you, as always, by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit their website now or you can head to the Apple app or Google Play Store to download their app. Head to stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide to you. Okay, Exeter City are next up for Pompey in League One on Boxing Day. It is uh, match day number 20 for the Blues who have played quite a considerable games, uh, fewer than their opponents in League One so far this season. And here to give a bit more of an insight into the Grecians, we have Connor Mosley. Pompey's last outing saw them defeated by two goals to nil at home to the MK Dons, making it six games without victory in League One. Up next, it's Boxing Day football in Devon. Exeter City, the opponents for this one. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. Recent form at Fratton Park has resulted in the Blues sliding down to 10th in the league standings, having collected maximum points in just one of their previous 11 matches. Can Danny Carley begin the turnaround during the most wonderful time of the year and steer the ship back on course towards promotion? Let's take a dive into the challenge that awaits at St. James's Park. Manager. Exeter City, also known as the Grecians, are now managed by Celtic, Wigan and Scottish international centre-half Gary Caldwell. The 40-year-old took charge of the club only as recent as October, following the departure of his predecessor, Matt Taylor, who was allowed to talk to Rotherham United and fill their vacant managerial role. Caldwell, who'd previously led Wigan, Chesterfield and Partick Thistle from the dugout, rejoined previous employer Hibernian last December as assistant manager. However, it was dismissed in April of this year after a Scottish Cup semi-final defeat to Hearts. Since his appointment at St James's Park, Caldwell has won just two of his nine competitive games in charge, drawing three and losing the other four. One to watch. 24-year-old Sam Nombe is our one to watch for this match. 
Exeter's number 10 has bagged eight league goals already this campaign, but it's not just putting the ball into the back of the net that Nombe is doing well this season, as he's produced six league assists too. The Croydon bomb forward joined the Grecians for an undisclosed fee from MK Dons in July 2021, signing a three-year deal at St James's Park. He made just 27 league appearances for MK, spending the majority of his four professional years at the club out on loan, enjoying spells at Oxford City, Maidenhead United and Luton Town. Top scorer. Exeter's top scorer is currently Jamaican forward Giovanni Brown. The 28-year-old has bagged on nine separate occasions in League One this term, as well as notching two goals in the FA Cup as well. Not only does the former Cambridge and Colchester man lead the way in terms of goals for the Grecians, just three behind the division's top scorer Johnson Clark Harris, but he also tops the chart for assists, not only for the club, but the entirety of League One. Brown has contributed to eight assists up to this stage, amounting to 17 goal contributions in total. That's almost half of Exeter's overall tally of 33 in League One thus far. Current form. The Grecians are rather enjoying their first campaign in the third tier in a decade after they were relegated from it in 2012. At present, they sit 13th in the table, having secured 27 points from their opening 22 games, scoring as many as they've conceded. 33, 4 and against. Despite a strong start, Exeter have struggled to find consistent run of form since the departure of Matt Taylor, last tasting victory in a 3-2 win over Peterborough on November the 12th. Since then, Gary Caldwell's side have gone five games without a win in all competitions, losing by two goals to nil away at Bolton in their most recent fixture last weekend. Can the Blues whip up a festive victory? Or will the Grecians play the role of the Grinch and further dampen the spirits on the South Coast? All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Big thank you to Conor Mosley there for providing an in-depth look into Pompey's Boxing Day opponents at St. James's Park, Exeter City. And uh, Sam been doing our research before the game, uh, before the, the show rather, and some interesting figures at Exeter City, of course, promoted from League Two last season under Matt Taylor. He's no longer in charge. He's gone to Rotherham United, stepped up to the Championship, a good opportunity for him. But in terms of Exeter, since his departure, Gary Coldwell's come in. They've not been doing as well as we had done at the start of the season. Nonetheless, still 13th, and as you quite rightfully mentioned, off-air, if they do beat Pompey on Boxing Day, they will leapfrog the Blues. Um, but I want to firstly highlight the, the, the two key players, Giovanni Brown, nine league goals, eight assists, so 17 contributions out of 33 goals extra scored in the league. That's pretty much half of them. So he's going to be a big player, um, someone that Pompey are going to try to keep quiet. Sam Nombe as well, creating and contributing to a lot of chances and goals. Jake Caprice on the wing, um, big option for them, plenty of pace on, on the wide flank. So a game where the Pompey defence will have to be alive and alert from minute one to 90. Yeah, as you mentioned there, Giovanni Brown, he's a, he's a really good player to watch. He's a elegant footballer, kind of plays in that number 10 role, but also can drift forward. And yeah, he, he's definitely one to watch and could certainly cause problems if he gets running at the at the back four. I've once mentioned that really good story, Jay Stansfield, who's, who's mm. come in from Fulham and taken his dad's shirt and he, he's, hit, he's hit the back of there a few times. Um, but yeah, they're a team that, you know, the pressure from Exeter compared to Portsmouth is, is, is a different planet at Fratton Park. So they've come into League One, no one expects them to to be up there near the playoffs. But, you know, a win against us and, and they're suddenly within touching distance and they plunge, Pompey Pom could potentially plunge right into the, the bottom half. So, yeah, it, this could be a really pivotal game. You know, it could be the game that kind of, if it goes one way or the other, could change our season. So... 
yeah, this is one we could end up looking over your shoulder yeah. rather than looking looking ahead. Is it is it right to be seeing seeing this match um, as, as Sam lose to there Alex's for the turning point one way or the other for Pompey this season? Uh, we were discussing off air quite grim reading for Pompey that a win could potentially take us within touching distance of those uh, playoff positions again. But a, a win for Exeter, who you know have really been carried by their home form so far this season. Five of their seven league ones have uh, league wins this season have coming home. Two of them being away, so it's their home form that's um, you know, really providing the, the sort. The, the joy for, for Exeter City but a defeat for Pompey could see them fall down as far as 16th they're currently on 29 points Fleetwood currently in 16th with 26 and only two goals in terms of goal differential behind the Blues so that's the worst case scenario and, and we could be within four or five places of a relegation zone Alex is this is this uh, you know more of a key game than perhaps some are, some are overlooking it as um, I think it is a key game for the management uh, without a doubt, I think for as far as Portsmouth are concerned, I look at the team and I look at the way that we operate. I don't worry about any particular danger of us getting sucked into a relegation fight. All those stranger things have happened. I think, as far as I'm concerned, we're in a position now where if we were to, you know, finish on Boxing Day and we find ourselves in the bottom half of the table, we're having to ask serious questions of the management who have been provided with uh, the ability to create a team that's supposed to be challenging for promotion and a team that has showed in the early weeks of the season that they're capable of going toe-to-toe with some of the best teams in this league and through very, very minor changes. I mean, even even something such as um, uh, the Queen sadly passing away, which mm. meant we missed a weekend, that seems to destroy some of the momentum. And if it's that fragile, the momentum of, 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 of the club and of the team and everything like that, it just it becomes really, really seriously concerning. And I think... That a lot. I mean, a lot of fans did turn against um, MK Dons on Saturday. Um, I came to my own conclusions, particularly after that game. I think a lot of other fans did, and it'll be the same if we go to Exeter. You've made the point. The fans are going to travel a long way there at great difficulty on Boxing Day to mm-hmm. Exeter City to support the team. If they're not rewarded with the level of performance that they want to see from the management and the team, they will make their voices heard. And I think this is the time of the season where. You know, we can say we're fickle and we can say that people moan a lot and I would agree with those statements, but this is a time where it's getting quite serious now that people will be concerned. And if this is the most loyal fans as well that don't moan every week will still be concerned. Sam, I know you're um, you're eager to sort of feedback on what Alex is saying and pretty pretty hit the nail on the head for for most of those things, I think. Uh, yeah, no, I, I just agree with that. The, the point about you know the, the stoppage in the season because it does feel like for me that the turning point in this season was the first half against Plymouth when Tom Lowry got injured. And I know that was just a, a small moment. I'm not saying this whole season's on Tom Lowry at all. But that moment kind of... It's almost like a snowball effect from there. You know, we, we, we played Ipswich a couple of weeks as well and obviously lost that game. A few more injuries here, lose a game, you know, and the form just, just tailed off. And it's that those kind of things. There's been no reaction to it. And, and that's the bit that I'm really struggling with. You know... W- w- in that Plymouth game, for example, there was no kind of in the second half in particular. I know we got back into the game, but that that game in particular and that moment seems to have there's been a, a load of other things happen after it, and it's just built and built. And for me, that's the issue at the moment. There's just been no reaction. Of course, Tom Lowry, a massive list for uh, miss for Pompey Joe Rafferty too. Hopefully, 
we'll see them back in a blue shirt um, sooner rather than later. Still no news as to uh, a time frame. They will be back. Louis Thompson, we heard a few weeks ago, maybe back um, for the New Year period. So, um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed for, for Pompey, for Danny Cowley, for everyone's sake. Um, at the Football Club, these players will be returning sooner rather than later because we mentioned quite frequently here on the Football Hour that, of course, no excuses can be made in regards to the current form, but it also can't be shied away from the fact that the absences of Tom Lowry, Joe Rafferty and Louis Thompson have all um, proved to be a massive, massive factor uh, into Pompey's dip in form over the past 10 or 11 league matches um, or so. OK, uh, moving on uh, a little bit before we do um, love you and leave you at 7 o'clock this evening. Um, and just in regards to some news which um, which broke from our, our friend and colleague Neil Allen at the Portsmouth News earlier this afternoon, that is in regards to the new Milton end. We know that work has started on the away section um, of Fratton Park in the last uh, month or so. We've seen uh, the progress that's been made inside the stadium. Of course, half that stand has now been ripped up and gutted and uh, new foundations and seats starting to be put um, into place. But the news today regarding uh, what kind of seats and what kind of um, safety measures will be in place within that Milton end. We know um, from, from previous statements and previous releases from the football club and Andy Cullen in particular mentioning the, the implementation of a new lift um, in between the corner of the North Stand and the Milton End, which will provide access to disabled supporters, not just in the Milton End, but the North Stand as well, when that eventually um, gets a little bit more work done to it um, in the future. Um, we know there will be a lift installed there, and uh, there will be 15 disabled um, seats available in the Milton End um, at a higher level rather than at, at pitch level. Uh, and as well as 15 carer uh, seats as well. This is, of course, the final phase of Fratton Park's £11 million redevelopment and, uh, yeah, following the work carried out in the North Stand and South Stand over the past 18 months or so. The new Milton End will be around about 3,150 seats, taking the overall capacity to just over 21,000. And the big news is that um, the majority of this Milton End will include safe standing and rail seating. Um, Sam, of course, from Pompey supporters, <coughs> it won't be much of an impact because Milton End, as we quite rightfully know, is the away section um, of Fratton Park. But some encouraging news that the, the, the rail seating, the safe standing, is something that the club have decided to take on. Yeah, it's, I've, I've, I've experienced the, the new safe stand. I went to, funny enough, I went to Tottenham Stadium mm. last year a couple of times, and yeah, it's, it's actually it is really good. Obviously, we're not going to experience it being in the home end, but can add a lot more to the, the atmosphere at Fratton Park. Doesn't usually struggle, but yeah, it will it will add a lot more to that, and also in a safe manner as well. So yeah, it's really good to hear. Also, it's good to hear, you know, as much as the owners do take a lot of flack, especially when stuff's not going well. The amount of money they've invested in the stadium and the works that have been going on in the stadium are fantastic. Yeah. And I think what's also um, encouraging, somewhat, Alex, um, you know, the eleven million pound redevelopment, and this is sort of the the, the, the second or the, the penultimate part of that development. We know the new um, TV gantry in the South Stand, something that will be commencing around about the start of next season, um, will be the end of this what's called the phase one of the redevelopment of Fratton Park and. In my opinion, why call it phase one if it's the only phase? Surely there's uh, going to be future phases to come. So is, is that somewhat of an encouragement to you as, as, as a supporter? But maybe, you know, we've seen these redevelopment take place. We've seen the improvements to the North Stand, the South Stand, and, you know, now the Milton End starting to take shape. Do you do you hold the belief that maybe in the future we could see some, some more dramatic work to take place and really improve Fratton Park and the atmosphere around? 
hundred percent, yeah, and that's that's what's a really reassuring thing when you hear it called phase one. Another element that's really reassuring is that you talk about the the news that's broken today about the Milton end. I think that effectively that would make the Milton end one probably the best stand out of the out of the four in terms mm. of facilities, in terms of safe stand and the lift and everything like that. And let's be honest, how many clubs give their best facilities to the away fans? Mm. So there's clearly there's clearly some sort of a plan in the future to improve the facilities further than that for the remainder of the stadium for the for the home fans that come in week in, week out. Of course there's limitations, but I think, you know, what's what's great is that despite a lot of negativity on the pitch, the work that's gone on off the pitch and the investment that's come in, I've been so impressed with the developments already. And if that's just phase one, uh, I'm just excited to, to see what comes next. Mm. Hopefully, um, but let's hope that uh, we're, we're applying our trade in a, in a lovely new stadium mm. in a higher division than League One. Yes. <laughs> that's, you know, not to bring it back down to no, work, but that, that's the important yeah. thing here. But it is great. It is absolutely fantastic. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it as a, you know, commit to being a Pompey fan for life. And it's great to know that the future, at least in that respect, yeah. uh, seems to be seems to be pretty bright. Definitely. OK, it is score prediction time now. You've got around about 10 seconds. Sam Stone, Pompey at Exeter on Boxing Day. Is this going to be the start of what we hope to be a turnaround for the Blues? Uh, it's a completely blind guess, but we'll go 1-0 because I never, never back Pompey to lose. <laughs> 1-0, Pompey. Thank you very much. Sam, Alex Fletcher, your score prediction, please, my friend. I think for the first time ever on the football hour, I'm actually going to say we're going to lose. I think it's going to be a 2-1 defeat. <laughs> which, which says a yeah. lot. I'm going to go straight down the middle. I'm going to go for a one all draw. Thank you to both Sam and Alex. Pompey Live back on Boxing Day from 2 o'clock. All the unmissable action. This is... Pompey Live. Portsmouth suffered a second league defeat in a row for the first time this season on Saturday as they fell to a 2-0 defeat to joint bottom of the league, MK Dons. And there are those boos at full time and they are loud. Portsmouth have won just one of their last 11 league matches. Find out if they can turn things around away at Exeter City. Join us for all of the unmissable action, Boxing Day from 2. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aquacars. That's right, myself and Robbie James will be back here on Pompey Live for on Boxing Day from 2 o'clock. For all of the unmissable action, as Pompey take on Exeter City in League One, match day number 20 of this new, or can I say new campaign anymore? We're currently in December, Officer uh, League One campaign for Pompey. Okay, a big thank you to Stagecoach Across Myself for supporting another edition of the Football Hour uh, this evening. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and got involved on the text tweets and emails as well. Big thank you to both my guests, Sam Stone. It's been a pleasure as always my friends cheers Jake go well mate thank you very much and have a fantastic Christmas to yourself and Alex Fletcher a massive massive thank you uh, for calling in at the very very last minute it's very much appreciated Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you, Sam, of course, as well. Okay, that is it for the Football Hour tonight. I will be back with the next instalment of the show next Tuesday. That is the 27th of December, of course, the Pompey game on Boxing Day. That is a Monday, so the Football Hour has been moved and shifted to the Tuesday evening. Normal time, 6 until 7 o'clock. I'll be joined by Mark McGee and Brendan Tuttier to be going over all of the action, all of the events of Pompey's trip to Exeter and previewing the game against Ipswich next Thursday. Well, that is it, Pompey fans. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great evening. I will see you next week. Have a fantastic Christmas. Stay safe and go well. Take care. Play at Pompey. Good night. <laughs>